Hey friends, welcome to Produce's People, the podcast with Nate Montgomery, the Produce Champion. I hope you enjoy the show. Make sure that you listen to it, make sure you share it, and make sure that you tell us what you think about it. Hey friends, Nate Montgomery, the Produce Champion. Welcome to Produce is People, the podcast. Uh, I'm really excited. I've got Daryl Byer here with us with Bluebird Mountain Organics. I hope I got that right. And uh, you sure did. You've been in the in the deal for quite some time. So let's uh, just jump in. I got some questions for you. Uh, there you go. Using produce slang in the deal, right? Sorry, in the deal. <laughs> you've been a produce guy for how long, Daryl? Uh, Nate, man, I've been in produce for 27 years. Wow. And I so when, when you started, what did you start doing? How did they, how did you get started in produce? Uh, my grandfather was partners with Sam Pericone at Sam Pericone Citrus on the LA market, um, mm. in, in the eighties and nineties. And, um, you know, I started working for my father and my grandfather cause they both worked there and all my, my whole family worked there. It was, uh, it was a very family oriented company. Um, I started there, you know, driving forklifts, loading trucks, repacking oranges, um, you know, doing all the dirty stuff. But it was it was honestly, it was probably the best time of my life working on the market in those years. Um, so that's how I started. You know, I started working for my grandfather and uh, kind of worked my way up. And then they sold that company to Fresh America, I believe, in 98. And um, they pretty much fired my whole family and they kept me because I was cheap. And, um, and it lasted about a year and then it went and it closed, you know, that's, that's, that's what happens when bankers buy companies, you know? Yeah. Uh, so we're, it was, we're seeing a lot of that right now, right? Where bankers are buying companies and we kind of saw a big, big boom of that in the eighties before I was ever in produce, but then we're seeing one right now. I wonder how long it'll last. Yeah, I'm not sure, you know, but, uh, you know, when those, when those bankers and those venture capitalists take over companies like this, you know, they're looking at hard numbers and they think they're going to get a lot of money really fast and they don't really understand the, the, the produce world and the ups and downs. You know, you, you lose two years, you win a good one and then that covers you for the next two years. And, um, you know, I don't think they're in it for the long haul necessarily. I think they're in it for quick money and it doesn't really happen that, that fast for them because they don't understand. Pro produce is kind of like a gambling addiction, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. And if you don't have like the capital, um you can't withstand the ups and downs i mean yeah. it, you have to be able to play when it's bad to enable you to get to those times when it's good yeah 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 so you've been in the deal a long time you started with mostly citrus how does how do you end up being a, an organic company what is what's the motivation there talk to me a little bit about that yeah okay so you know, after Pericone closed, you know, I worked at Yamina Brothers and I, I stuck with Citrus for a little bit and I brokered it for a couple of years. But then um, my wife's father, um, so my father-in-law was really good friends with a gentleman named Dean Walsh, who owned Pure Pack um, back in the day. And it was an organic uh, company, uh, the DW, um, uh, DW Berry Farms, um, they were all, that, that's the company. And, and that's how I got into organic. Um, I started working there with Peter Oil and um, who's a organic pioneer. Um, and that's how I got into organic. You know, I, the first week I got there, I, I didn't know what fennel was. I didn't know what daikon was, you know, I'm, so I'm selling all these things and I don't even know what they are. So, um, you know, that's how I got my start in organics. 
um, after a couple of years, um, when I first started, Peter left. And then a couple of years later, Peter came back. So I left, um, you know, and then I worked for Sundance um, Organics in, in Oceanside for a couple of years doing organic citrus and dragon fruit and avocados. Um, and then all, after the, that, all the easy stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. The stuff that you don't have to work too hard. Everyone wants it and it's always good money. Um, but then in, uh, probably like 2007 um i opened my first company with my father-in-law and it was called city ag and um, we were on the market we had five doors um but that was a bloodbath you know it was so hard Uh, the overhead on the cooler was 30 grand a month and um you know it was really hard to find good salespeople without spending two hundred thousand dollars to steal one from like a valley or a or a american or a continent whatever you know so it, it was it was really tough we did that for a couple of years and then i convinced my dad uh, my father-in-law to get out of the market we moved uh, our office to oxnard and then um by that time you know D, uh pure pack had been sold but uh, it went bankrupt because they sold it to venture capitalists <laughs> and uh dean walsh who was the owner um, he, he set up a pretty sweet deal so that he owned all, he got to keep all his land when he sold it and they had to, and he grew it all, but they were the marketers. So he, when they went bankrupt, he had all the land and he had all the stuff in the ground. So again, I, then I jumped right back in to started marketing, you know, organic stuff. And we did that for a couple of years and then we got a, our own farm and it was the wrong farm. And, um, that just killed us. We lost about 2 million bucks and we had to close. Um, and then, you know, two days later I was at Boscovich, you know, and I ran the Boscovich organic program for about seven years, took that from about 4 million to 20 million. Um, and, um, you know, then COVID hit. So, you know, we had to get out of California, moved to Montana. I was going back and forth to, to Boscovich. Um, but they, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't like that. They didn't approve of that. So they were like, you have to be in the office. Um, so I said, okay, well then I'm going to leave, um, which was a huge deal because it was a very good job with a very good company. And I took a huge risk and, um, met with some of my Mexican partners and we started a company. Um, so here we are, you know, it's been a long road coming. Um, I, I can't, I, I, I'm so thankful for my partners in Mexico, um, for enabling me to, to, to do, to do this again and do it right with, um, with, with good backing, um, a huge company, um, good capital. And, um, we're going to, we're going to make this thing. It, it's going to, I, the five-year plan is big. I mean, we're going to expand, keep expanding, keep expanding. And, um, you know, hopefully I can get it to like, a, I'm thinking a hundred million, you know, hundred million dollar company. And, five years is my goal. Um, so we'll see. So let me ask you a question. You, you, um, talked about your partners out of, out of Mexico and, uh, there are some unique challenges that, uh, come with importing product. Um, so how do you, you know, some of those being when you're importing, you know, are you going to get what you were expecting is communication. Sometimes everybody uses, the same words, but they have different meanings. And then you add the, the language barrier, um, yeah, sure. documentation, all those. What are some of the challenges that you have come across and how do you overcome some of those? Well, you know, uh, you know, there were a number of challenges that, that, that were posed to us over this last season that, um, you know, we've kind of corrected and we've changed um, the direction and kind of 
some of the internal players. Um, some of the hardest parts is just um, getting good feedback from the fields. Um, you know, they can give me a forecast, uh, but they can't tell me, you know, if, 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 if there's a good market, you know, if kale's 24 bucks, I, I have no problem cutting myself out of kale for two weeks to get the good money and get it good for my grower. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so just the communication is a little tough. We do a lot of WhatsApp that way we can translate. So, you know, I, I can go back and forth, but clearly I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to, I need a Spanish tutor because I go to Mexico way <laughs> too much and um, I don't speak enough Spanish. So, um, but they've got everyone out in Mexico at that company going to learn English to yeah. accommodate me. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, 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 it wasn't that bad, but, um, you know, I didn't get a lot of feedback from the foreman. Like when I talk to my growers in California, I talk to them every day. Hey, this is pushing. You got to cut this. You know, if you cut too much, you're going to cut yourself out. You know, I, the communication is, 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 is excellent. Yeah. Um, but, but the language barrier in Mexico and just the disconnect and how far they are, it's a lot harder to get that kind of good information all the time. So this season we have in place um, a guy for me that speaks English um, who can get me, you know, feedback from the field. And, um, you know, it, it's going to be a much better season. We, we, we fix some, some kinks. Yeah. Now, just you, 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 you mentioned the WhatsApp, right? Um, most of the people in the U.S. don't use or don't like to use WhatsApp. They don't, <clears throat> they don't see an advantage to it. I was involved with the group that used a, a Slack channel. And yeah. I'm like, everything that this Slack channel does, you could do on WhatsApp for a whole lot cheaper. And uh, but uh, I find it a very useful tool for for international uh, transit. Well, that's exactly it. You know, like you said, a lot of people in stateside don't don't really use WhatsApp. But if you're talking to people in South America, Mexico, you know, all over the country, they are all WhatsApp savvy. You know, everyone does WhatsApp out of the country. Um, so it's a great tool, and and it's talk about expensive. It's free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, um, so it's great. You know, it's great. I was a, you know, I was probably the the gringo on the state side that didn't really want to do WhatsApp, but so many people kept WhatsApping me. I, I you know, it's like it sucked me right in. So, yeah, I use WhatsApp every day now. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So you've got a, a pretty aggressive five year uh, objective for your company. Uh, sounds like organic is going to be the primary part. Are you looking at doing conventional as well? Or is, is conventional in the in the forecast? Yeah, conventional is in the forecast. Um, you know, my plate's so full. And right now I'm, you know, being a small company, I'm the only sales guy. Um, so, you know, as my plate keeps getting more full, um, I probably have to poach a, a conventional guy somewhere to help me. Um, but um, yeah, we're going to venture into the conventional world. Um, just to tell you a little bit about the, the, our organic world, you know, we have a full organic line. It's, you know, celery, broccoli, kales, collards, chard, spinach, beets, asparagus. Um, and then we have a year round date program. We have year round organic green onions. Um, so I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm trying really hard. You know, last year was hard because to get set up with some of these chains, yeah. being a little guy, um, it was really hard, but, 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 but now I've got, you know, a couple of chains under my belt. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, I can contract a lot of that stuff out and, um, it'll make this, you know, it'll, it, it's just going to be a better year. Good. Um, this last year was a lot of building as I was selling and it, it, and it was really hard. It was really hard. 
but uh, we made it. We did good, and um, Mexico's happy. They made good money, and um, you know, so we're just gonna keep banging away. We're going. We're going hard. You know, the they um, they grow for a number of people. And um, they wanted to have uh, some in-house sales because, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, the guys in Mexico don't always get the fair share, you know, that, yeah. you know, they, they have a bad taste in their mouth with us. And, um, you know, it took me a year to like really show them that I'm not a crook and that I'm, I'm not here to, you know, take shortcuts or cut corners or, you know, steel or I just don't that's not it so it took them a while but they trust me now completely and it's it's a really great thing um so you know like I said I was in Mexico yesterday I got to go back um the first week of uh September and then I got to go back in October before harvest so we can get some pictures of fields and I can blow that out everywhere and market it and then um yeah man it's gonna be a lot of fun I'm looking forward to this season that's great. That's great. Well, yeah, that's a great segue. I'm looking forward. Hopefully we can have you back on the show again. Yeah, but, for sure. Uh, just what you were saying, you know, at the end of the deal, at the end of the day, produce is people. And and so you're investing your life in people. They're investing in you. And all of that is trust, right? You got to be able to. And I'm convinced a good high percentage of the distrust is because of, of, of language and culture. But a huge percentage of that is also practice, right? The things that you show, you got to show it with your work. And so that's awesome. I'm really, really excited for you. And I appreciate uh, that. And hopefully we get to do another episode here and maybe we could talk about uh, some of the challenges of growing organic and uh, we'll go from there. But thank you for your time. And folks, yeah. do us a favor. Uh, if you, if I always say in produce, uh, in social media as in produce if you like it share it so make sure you uh if you like this podcast share it make sure your friends know it this is not just for people in the produce industry we want you as a consumer to be thinking about what it takes to get that piece of lettuce or that uh head of romaine or that kale to your table whether it's at the restaurant or whether it's at home there's a lot they of have no idea yeah they have no idea what goes in what we do to get that there they, they a lot of people you know there's a few that know you know but uh most people have no idea how hard it is to get that stuff in the wet rack i mean yeah. it's it's work and yeah. they just go in and up oh, here's my kale well they don't really <laughs> even think about it you know but that kale to get there takes a long ride yeah it's a lot of time a lot of people uh, a lot of lives that are affected by every single little head, every single little piece of fruit, every single veg. So anyway, thank you folks for being with us. I hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. So that's the show, folks. Make sure that you like it. Make sure that you share it and follow us on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram. We're in all the socials, even on YouTube. Make sure you follow us, share it and like it.